0: Oh, take my hand, lead me old help me stand. I am tired, I am weak, I am am old. Through the storm, through the night, lead me on to life. Take my hand, Precious Lord, and lead me home. And my way was free, Precious Lord, and lay your name. And then, I, his hope was gone. There I, I cry, there I call, hold my hand, while I fall, take my hand, touch as long as it made me home. like a the night and the day is the river I stand, guide my feet, hold my hand, take me home. Precious Lord, lead me home. Keep my head, precious Lord, lead me home. It's
1: 24.
0: Oh, okay. okay. reach really cool. Oh, for the time you take say, Thank <laughs> you.
1: Go in prayer. Testing 1, 2, 3. My mic doesn't seem to be working, so can anyone verify that they hear me? Testing 1, 2, 3. Testing 1, 2, 3.
0: Two three. Now son. Question one, two,
1: three. Testing, one, two, three. Still seems like the mic's not working. Anybody hear me? Text in the chat. You can hear me. Anyone can hear me? Text in the chat. Testing, there we go. All right, got it working now. Well, the enemy is really working hard against us the yeah. day yeah just tell Yana you can tell Kareem that my microphone was not working it is working now so he can just come right back in the room it was on my part here how that setting got changed the devil is working hard against us that's for sure amen Okay, we are recording, praise the Lord. We give time for some people to reconnect. Okay. Everybody back in the room. Sorry about that technical problem. Got the microphone working now. Let's go in prayer. Lord Heavenly Father, praise the name of Jesus Christ. Praise you, Lord Heavenly Father. We worship you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for this week that you have gotten us through. We thank you, Lord, that you continue to protect us, and to help us, and to lead us into all truth. Heavenly Father, dark forces are working around the clock over time. Even though those dark forces are working, we know, Father, that it is by your allowance that there is a plan that must be completed, and all of this is part of the plan. Nevertheless, we must fight evil everywhere that it exists. And we must fight with all of our being because this is what it means to be righteous is to rebuke and to fight and to stand against wickedness we ask you father to show each and every one of us our part in the war we ask you lord for boldness and courage and bravery especially for the men and also for the women and children in the days ahead we ask for your guidance your leadership you guide each and every one of us in exactly what we should do and not do and help us to walk in the center of your will and not in our own. We ask you to correct us about misunderstandings, about anything that goes against your will. We ask for correctness. We ask you, Lord, to realign us and bring us back into the center of your will. We ask for your help in these services today and in these days and weeks, months, and years ahead. We ask you, Lord, to help us to put our eyes upon you and upon your true will in all things. In Jesus we ask. In Jesus we pray. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. It wasn't a very, very beautiful blowing of the trumpet. It was not. But nevertheless, we blew the trumpet because it is war. We are in war today more than any other time. In our life and I've been in a lot of war intense war but this of what we have experienced today is another 9-11 upon the entire world even worse than 9-11 even worse much worse much much more severe Than what happened on 9 11. And what has happened today will affect the world even more than 9 11. Because this is the next step, the next thing that had to occur to bring about Armageddon, to bring about the final war between good and evil. This is just one more step in that direction. An intensification, an increase in the war that we've already been in. Amen. Today, NBC NBC News, I believe, was the first one that did it. NBC and AP, the Associated Press, announced Biden had won the election for president. Biden came out, did a speech and saying that he had won, which he had no right to do. And NBC and Associated Press had no right to declare that he had won the election when two states, Georgia and Wisconsin, is going to be recounting every vote how can they declare who has won the election and when we have a video proof video proof that there were vans arriving in the middle of the night 3 and 4 o'clock in the morning with thousands of ballots marked only for biden in more than one location video proof of election workers filling out ballots after ballot after ballot after ballot for only Biden. At, at least three different u.s postal workers coming up forth testifying that they were commanded to change dates on u.s mail which is against the law And the list goes on and on and on with such solid, undeniable proof that millions of ballots for Biden are fraudulent. How can the mainstream media owned by Iran, owned by Russia and China and the communists and the Nazis and the Muslims? How can they say who is the winner of the election or that Biden won the election when there is so much proof that Biden actually, most of his votes, a lot of his votes, millions of his votes are fake, including in the names of dead people. And they have found thousands upon thousands of ballots marked for only Trump in dumpsters in more than one city and more than one state. This is a attempted coup in the American government, a attempt to overthrow our president and our nation, a attempt by Syria, by Russia, by China, and by Iran, by the Muslims and the communists and the Nazis. To destroy America. This is war, and now it is the duty of the U.S. President Trump and the duty of the U.S. military and the U.S. courts to squash very heavily, very firmly, very strictly, very quickly, to put an end. To this coup, and if they do not, then it will be the responsibility of the American people to rise to the occasion, as it was in the Civil War, and as it was in the Revolutionary War, to fight anywheres and everwheres to defeat the enemy. That is a human right, God-given right to fight evil wherever it exists. I believe that the courts will side for President Trump in almost every legal battle because the evidence is solid and undeniable. So I don't see how Trump can lose any of these court cases. I believe he will win and win and win, court after court after court, all the way to the Supreme Court. However, these demonic groups do control a lot of judges and a lot of people, and we cannot rest easy. We cannot assume that the courts will do righteous, because wicked people exist everywhere, even in the court system. There's a lot of wicked judges, and we'll have to see how this comes out. But if the Supreme Court does not side with Trump, then there must be civil war. And yes, I understand very much that it must come to pass, whatever happens must come to pass. I understand God's will that this nation must fall But that doesn't mean that we have to watch it fall without declaring what's right, what's wrong. You don't have to stand by and just and fold your arms and say, oh, well, that's God's will. Oh, well, oh, well, okay. Uh, Go back to sleep. God's will for something to happen does not mean That you bury your head in the sand and not fight evil. That's not what God's will mean That's not what it means to accept His will. What is His true will? What is His true will? What would He really, really, really want to happen? And that is the end of communism, the end of Islam the end of the Democrat Party. Isn't that really God's will? And how is that going to be achieved? Is God going to snap his fingers and it just happens? No. The way that God has always worked is through the hands of men and women and children. He has always used the hands and feet of the body of Christ, the body of Israel, the nations of Israel. He has always used us humans as his instruments. Was it not God's will for the Civil War and the Revolutionary War? Those were God's will. But it was also God's will that men fight In those wars. It was God's will that George Washington and many other bold, courageous men in the Revolutionary War to kill and overthrow the British government. That was God's will. We can't just say it's God's will, therefore we shouldn't do anything. It was God's will for men to fight and overthrow the British government because the British government was extremely corrupt and overbearing on the people and was trying to keep people within the Catholic Church. So the new Americans, which were English people, had to do what they had to do, and it was God's will. read the Bible, how the Bible is full and full and overflowing with war and it's all God's will. Amen. I won't keep my mouth shut and just say it's God's will. I'm not going to keep my mouth shut while I watch the Democrats take control of America. No. I will not remain silent, neither should you. We have a duty and responsibility to freedom, God, to righteousness, to stand against wickedness. Amen. We'll see what occurs in the days, weeks, and months ahead. We'll do our part. We'll do our part in the war. We'll do our part in the battles. In the end, whatever happens will be God's will. But that doesn't mean we have to sit down the entire time. Amen. Praise the Lord. I don't want to get a message from anyone Saying Biden has won the election. What's going to happen now? Because that is a lie. He has not won the election. Votes are still being counted. And this will go to court. So we cannot say that Biden has won the election. It's a lie of the devil. Being told by Biden, even as a brother meekness in Zimbabwe, had that dream of Biden lying to everybody and a lot of people believe in him. And that's what's happening right now. That's what's happening right now. So don't believe the lie and don't spread the lie, but rather speak the truth in boldness and spread the truth that Biden is lying and that he has not won the election. Amen. Speak the truth and boldness and courage. Amen. Let's turn to the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 13. And we just got our Bibles here, our brand new updated Bibles. So if you hear me say anything that different from your copy, if you still have an old copy, feel free to mark through it and correct it to how, however I read it today. These new copies, when you first get them, a little bit difficult to stay open to the page, so you can feel free to press down inside the middle binding to get the pages loosened up a little bit and where the Bible will stay open it won't hurt it. We still gotta figure out how to get the Bibles to eHub and maintenance and the Algerian congregation there's something we still got to work on we're going to have to work fast hope that everybody also has been getting their supplies you people that's not in the United States you've got to realize that the great tribulation is promised unto to the entire world not just America So what you're witnessing right now will cause chaos financially and politically and physically worldwide, not just America. This is not just an American problem, because communism and Islam and Nazism, the three sixes, are not just trying to take over America only, but the whole world. Amen? Amen. So it's everybody's problem. It's your problem. Amen. That gives you that much more right to speak against Biden and against the Democrat Party because the Democrat Party exists in almost every nation. Any political party that has that word Democrat or Democratic within the political party name, it is wicked. you. It's not just an American party, it is a worldwide form of communism. But getting to the sermon today, in Hebrews thirteen, verse two, and of course this is written by Philo, Hebrews thirteen, verse two, page two hundred forty two. It says, Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers. Hospitality is kindness, good manners, having good manners, being kind to people that come to your house or that you meet, wherever you meet them. Do not neglect to show hospitality, kindness, good manners. To strangers, for by this some have entertained angels without knowing it. Some have entertained angels without knowing it. So how is that possible? And what does that mean? It means that some people thought they were talking to humans, but they was actually talking to and seeing angels. Angels appearing to look like humans some people say, is that possible? Well, it's in the Scripture. It's in the Scripture. There it is. You can read it with your own eyes. So yes, it's possible. If the Bible says so, then it is so. Amen. And we can find such example in Genesis. Amen. So let's turn to Genesis and find such an example. Genesis 18. Genesis chapter eighteen, starting in verse one. Turn to the book of law. Book of law, verse uh, chapter. Book of law, page fifty-three. Genesis chapter eighteen, verses one through sixteen. We're going to try to read these sixteen verses. In Genesis chapter 18. Genesis 18 verse 1. And the theos appeared to him, that is to Abraham, by the oak of Mamre. As he sat by the door of his tent at noon, and he lifted up his eyes and beheld, and lo, three men stood before him. And the footnote says, this is Theos and two angels. Even though it says three men, because they appeared to look like men, but it was actually God himself and two angels. Woo! Yeah, and that mind-blowing God appearing in the human form to Abraham with two angels. And having seen them, he ran to meet them from the door of his tent and did oblations to the ground. That means it bowed his head to the ground because that was the custom of people showing hospitality toward strangers. People they didn't even know, never saw before in their life. They would bow to the ground to them. That was the custom. Showing them respect and care and love and kindness. That's a good, can be good at times, custom. In verse 3, and he said, Lord or Master, if indeed I have found grace in your sight, pass not by your servant. Now that word Lord, and I said Lord or Master, but it says Lord, can also be translated as Sir or Master. And I believe that part of the reason he said this was they probably had clothing that you would relate toward rich people, clothing more flamboyant type of clothing, where as if it had been a poor person, they would have been completely naked. And it doesn't say what kind of clothing they had. And it was just a custom that they would bow before anyone. But the way that he said this, is if I have found grace in your sight, pass not by your servant, shows me. That there was a reason, there was some reason by sight alone, by only sight, that he had even a greater respect toward these three strangers. And that would have been, very obviously, if they had not spoken a word, if he had never seen them before, then it would have had to have been by their clothing, or their number of horses or number of cattle, something like that, that would give away that they were men of renown, men of wealth, power, authority, honor. So he's recognizing that these men are men that he would honor. And verse 4, let water now be brought, and let them wash your feet, and you will refresh yourselves under the tree. Verse 5, and I will bring bread, and you shall eat, and after this you shall depart on your journey. On account of which refreshment you have turned aside to your servant. And he said, that is God said, so do as you have said. Verse six and Abraham hastened, that means hurried to the tent, to Sarah, and said to her, Hasten, meaning hurry. I need three measures of fine flour and make loaves, loaves of bread. Robert, I'd like for you to make a note to change the word hasten and hastened to the word hurry and hurried, just so that more people in different languages and better understand. That is a easier to understand for certain people that don't know English as well as others. The word hurry would be easier for some people to understand. And verse seven, and Abraham ran to the cattle and took a young cow from and good and gave it to his servant, that is his slave, and he hurried to dress it, meaning to prepare the food. And he took butter and milk and the calf, which he had dressed, which he set before them, and they did eat. That word dress in English does not mean to put on clothes in this context. They did not put clothes on the cows. What it means is to prepare the food. It's weird. English is so weird. But it means to prepare the food. So that needs to be changed as well so that people that don't know English well would understand this better. Verse 9 says, He said to them, Where is Sarah, your woman? And he answered and said, Behold, in the tent. And he said, Theo said, I will return and come to you according to the period seasonably. And Sarah, your woman, shall have a son. And Sarah heard at the door of the tent being behind him. And Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in age, or days. Advance in days. And yet that days could even be translated as age, because remember days sometimes be translated as time. Time and age is the same thing, because they want to advance in just the number of days, but the number of years as well, so it can be translated as advance in age. As the custom of women ceased with Sarah. And Sarah laughed in herself. Saying the things have not yet happened to me even until now, and my my lord, my sir, my husband is old. And the Lord said to Abraham. Notice how it says, "The Lord said to Abraham." So this definitely identifies the main mancho guy as being God. Not just a Lord, but the Lord. Say so said to Abraham, why is it that Sarah has laughed in herself, quietly, within her own mind? So how do you know that? Because he is God. Then shall I, then, indeed bear, but I am grown old. That word bear, uh, spelled right. Shall anything be impossible with the Lord? At this time I will return to you seasonably, and Sarah shall have a son. The Sarah denied, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. And he said to her, Not true. Therefore you did laugh. And the men, having risen up from their looked toward Solomon and Galora. And Abraham went with them and tended them on their journey. So we see Theos and also two other men then let's go over to chapter 19 and it identifies those two other men that was with God chapter 19 verse 1 the two angels came to Solomon, that's with Abraham and with God at evening and Lot which is Abraham's nephew named Lot sat by the gate of Solomon, the town of Solomon. And Lot, having seen them, rose up to meet them, and he bowed with his face to the ground, as was the custom. So the other two men that was with God were angels. These were angels and God appearing in human form. Verse 2 said, uh, My lords, or my masters, or my sirs, turn aside to the house of your servant and rest from your journey and wash your feet. And having risen early in the morning, you shall depart on your journey. And they said, Nay, but we will lodge in the street. No, I just stay in the street. And he constrained them, and they turned aside to him. So they finally agreed and turned aside to him, and they entered into his house. And he made a feast for them and baked unleavened loaves of bread for them, and they did eat. And before they went to sleep, the men of the city, the Sodomites, compassed the house, both young and old, all the people together. They called out Lot said to him, Where are the men that went in to you this night? Bring them out to us that we may be with them, meaning that we may have sex with them. And Lot went out to them to the porch, and he shut the door after him and said to them, By no means, brethren, do not act wickedly. For I have two daughters. I have not known a man, meaning had not had sex with men. I will bring them out to you. For you will use them as it may please you. Only do not do do injury to these men to avoid which they came under the shelter of my roof. In other words, he recognized that it was his duty and his responsibility, as the custom was, to feed, worship, feed, take care of strangers, to entertain strangers, to show hospitality to strangers. And these men, angels, he didn't know they was angels, was his responsibility under his house, in his house, under his roof. They were his responsibility. And a lot of people today would say, well, that's cruel that he offered his own daughters. But the reality was that women were allowed to be sold traded, and given away. That was the custom. So that was being a lesser tragedy even though you might still look at it as a tragedy, it would have been a lesser tragedy because it was a common thing to give away women and sell women. It was a common thing, everyday thing. But to give up these men to be raped would have been a greater tragedy The selling and giving of women was not forbidden by Scripture but homosexuality was forbidden by Scripture but so he's trying to fulfill his responsibility and it says verse 9 they said to him stand back there You came in to journey, so it was also to judge. Now then we would harm you more than they. In other words, these people threatened Lot. And they pressed hard on the man, Lot, even Lot, and they drew near to break the door. And the men, talking about the angels now, stretched forth their hands and drew Lot into them, into the house, and shut the door of the house. And they smote, meaning they struck or they killed the men that were at the door of the house with blindness, not killed, but struck them with blindness, both small and great. And they were wearied with seeking the door. And the men said to Lot, have you here sons-in-law or sons or daughters or If you have any other friend in the city, bring them out of this place. These are the angels speaking in verse 12. I'd like to add that in parentheses, rather verse 12, and the men parentheses the angels, so people understand that better. Those men, or those angels, rather, said, if you have any family, if you have any sons-in-laws, if you have any sons, if you have any daughters, if you have any other friend in the city, bring them out of this place. Call them, write them, blow the trumpet, get them out of this town. Verse 13, for we are going to destroy this place. For their cry has been raised up before the Lord, and the Lord has sent us to destroy it. And Lot went out and spoke to his sons-in-law, who had married his daughters, and said, Rise up and depart out of this place. Now, obviously, Lot had a lot of daughters because there was some of his daughters were virgins, right? Verse 8, he had two daughters who were virgins. And then in verse 13 and 14, he had daughters that were married as well and then of course of course he had sons as well of course probably most likely so if he had several daughters and several sons it's possible he even had more than one one wife is possible if you get a lot of children you probably have more than one wife, or at least some children by his slaves But he said in verse 14, it says, And Lot went out and spoke to his sons-in-law, who had married his daughters, and said, Rise up and depart out of this place, for the Lord is about to destroy this city. But he seemed to be speaking like one who was jesting before his sons-in-law. In other words, it seemed like to his sons-in-law, or his, it didn't seem like, but in other words, the son-in-laws didn't take it serious. That's simply what it means. The son-in-law did not take it serious. Just like when Noah warned the prisoners and everybody else, the people mocked Noah and people did not believe Noah because Noah and his family were the only ones in the ark. Verse 15, that when it was morning, the angels hastened or quickened or tried to hurry up, Lot. Again, verse 15, I want to change on these places where it says, hastened. The angels hastened or tried to quicken Lot, saying, arise and take your woman and your two daughters, whom you have, and go forth unless you also be destroyed with the iniquities of the city. But they did hasten. They hurried up. So the angels, well, hesitated, hesitated. But they hesitated or delayed. So the angels laid hold on his hand and the hand of his woman and the hands of his two daughters in that the Lord spared him. So, in other words, even though Lot did go out and tell people, destruction is coming, you gotta leave. He was too slow within his own preparations to get out. He was slow about getting his own wife, wives, daughters, family out of the city. He was going too slow, he hesitated, maybe even second guessing. I don't know. And the angels had to literally grab this entire family by their hands and pull them out of the city. Literally. There is a lesson here for us. Not only can angels and even God Himself appear in human form, but I believe that when it comes the time of fleeing, that some people will be alerted by visions and dreams that it's time to leave, where to go, how, when, and what. But I also believe that some people, somewhere on the planet Earth, that some people will see angels and not know that they are angels. And, we, and we'll be taken by the hand and led out of the cities. I believe that some people will actually just vanish in thin air, be lifted up by God, even as he did Philip and Elijah, and just move them to another location instantly. I also believe that some people will actually see angels and know that they are angels talking to them and leading them out of the cities i believe all of this is going to happen and other things as well different people being led by god in different ways each person individually about how god deals with that person but i do believe that this is going to be repeated i do believe that And then we know the rest of what happened is that God brought the fire down out of heaven upon those cities of Sodom and Gomorrah and destroyed those cities. Amen. Now let's go to the book of Tobit, which is in the book of history. COVID is part of what they call the Apotheca. COVID starts in page 242 in the history book. We're going to go to chapter 5. Chapter 5 is on page 245. And this is the page number in the brand new volume. It may be a page or two different in your addition depending on when you order and when you received the Bible. Tobit chapter five. Now the book of Tobit was in the Greeks Greek Tugent and it was in the Codex Senecaus and the Codex Vaticanus, And I believe Alexander yeah and Alexandra as well. So it was in all those codexes as well as in the 16, 11, King James as well. So, as well as in the Geneva Bible as well. So, it's there. It was Bible. I don't care what you've heard, what you've read. The book of Tobit was in all these different Bibles, all these different codexes. So, it is Bible. Now, I'm going to give you a summary of the book of Tobit. And this was written by Wikipedia. This is what you find on Wikipedia about the book of Tobit, what it's about. Quote, this book tells the story of Tobit and righteous Israelite. It's a wonder they put the word righteous Israelite. <laughs> but it's true. I'm just surprised that whoever wrote it put righteous. A righteous Israelite of the tribe of Natalia, living in Nineveh after Sargon II had deported the northern tribes of Israel to Assyria in 721 BC. In the two Greek versions, the first two and a half chapters are written in the first person. In the Vogate version, they are written in the third person. Bobet, raised by his paternal grandmother, Deborah, remains loyal to the worship of God at the temple in Jerusalem, refusing the cult of the golden calves that Jehovah, king of the northern kingdom of Israel, set up at Dan. He is particularly noted for his diligence in attempting to provide proper burglars for fallen Israelites whom Sargon's successor had slain. For this behavior, The king seizes his property and exiles him. After the king's death, Toba is allowed to return to Nineveh, where he buries a man who had been murdered in the street. That night, he sleeps in the Wulpen, out in the Wulpen, outside, and is blinded by bird droppings, bird poop, which fall into his eyes, and he becomes blind. His blindness leads him to falsely accuse his wife, Anna, of stealing a baby goat that she had received as a payment or partial payment for work that she had done. And this strains his marriage, and ultimately, he prays for death. Meanwhile, in a faraway town, a young woman named Sarah has prayed for death also. The demon of lust abducts and kills every man that Sarah marries. On their wedding night, before the marriage can be consummated. Seven times Sarah had agreed to marry a man. Seven different times that she had agreed to marriage, or that her father, her dad had tried to give her or sell her to a man for marriage. And all seven times, before she can even consummate the marriage, before they can even go in and have sex and make the marriage final. A demon killed each and every one of these men and God sends the angel Raphael disguised as a human to heal Tobit of his blindness and also to free Sarah from this deadly demon the main narrative is dedicated to Tobin's son Tobias who is sent by his dad to collect money that the elder had deposited in the distant town. The angel Raphael presents himself as Tobit's kinsman, Zachariah, or Ezekiah, A- how would you probably say Azarius. Azarius, and offers to aid and aid and protect Tobias. Under the angel Raphael's guidance, Tobias journeys to media with his dog, and along the way, while washing his feet in the river Tigris, a fish tries to swallow his foot. And they, have, they do have giant fish, that is absolutely true, there are pictures on the internet, modern day, that proves there is giant fish as big of a human, six foot long fish in that river even today. So one of these giant fish tries to swallow his foot which they do nibble on your feet. That's true. Fish are known for, very well known, for uh, sucking on your toes and sucking on your feet and biting your feet. They think it's other fish, and they do try to swallow your foot. So that's not impossible and not hard to imagine. This is the way fish that actually may behave. And by the angel's order, he captures it. He captures that giant fish and removes its heart, liver, and gallbladder. Now, Tobias and Sarah, they sleep. Oh, that's an image. Yeah, that's an image thing. Forget that right there where it says that they sleep 1860 woodcut. That's just a note on the bottom of the image that I accidentally copied and pasted but the story continues upon arriving in media the angel raphael tells tobias of the beautiful sarah and tobias has the right to marry because he is her cousin and closest relative and that's the way they used to do back then is that they did marry their cousins and it was okay with god and the angel instructs the young man to burn the fish's liver and heart to drive away the demon when he attacks on the on the wedding night. And the two marry and the fumes of the burning organs drive away the demon all the way to the upper Egypt, where the angel Raphael follows and binds the demon. Now a lot of people would say, Well, this proves the book of Tobit as false and not scripture, because this is witchcraft to drive away a demon by burning the organs of a fish. That is what a lot of people will claim or assume. Just throw this book out. It must be witchcraft. But again, this Bible book, this book of Tobit, was in all these codexes. The Vaticanus, the Alexandrias the Sennicottos. It was also in The King James 1611 and the Geneva Bible of 1560 was in all these different things and other things as well. Uh, Even in the Dead Sea Scrolls, it was found. So we can't just throw it out just because something seems strange to us. We've got to be willing to learn and grow in our knowledge and understanding of God's ways. Amen now this angel appeared as a human well it says in hebrews 3 that happens we saw that in genesis that it happened so that's not strange that an angel would guide somebody by god's orders and pretend to be a human that's not strange but the burning of the fish organs is strange to us we have always been tall and assumed that anything everything that a witch does is evil. Everything. If she burns a candle, it's evil. If she lights a candle or if she burns incense, it's evil. If she uses crystals, healing stones, it's evil. We've been taught all that. And yet, all that is a lie. Every bit of that is a lie. It's not. It's not witchcraft to burn a candle in prayer. It was commanded to burn candles in prayer in the Bible, in the sanctuary of God. How is that witchcraft? It's not witchcraft to burn incense in worship. It depends on who you're worshiping, of course. Amen. And it depends on who you're burning the candle for. Right? But it's not witchcraft just to burn a candle or just to have incense in prayer or in worship so you can't say just because a witch does it is automatically witchcraft so what we have learned today from the Bible is it's not witchcraft to burn the organs of a fish to drive away a demon not witchcraft How it works, I don't know. But I don't have to understand it to accept it. There's a lot of things we don't understand about how God works. He works in mysterious ways. Perhaps the smoke gets in the eyes of the demon, I don't know. Perhaps they don't they can't stand the smell. I don't know. It doesn't matter how it works. But we just need to accept that this is Bible, because it is. And God sent this angel to this family and to this woman as a romantic story, as a story of deliverance for both of them. Amen. And bring this man and woman together. It's beautiful. Amen. So we must be willing to grow in the knowledge of God and not be paranoid or overly fearful of things we don't know or understand. Amen. We've got to be willing to grow in the truth. So this man and woman, they married each other. And it says that Sarah's dad had been digging a grave to secretly bury Tobias thinking that he was going to die like the other seven men but surprised to find his son-in-law alive and well he orders a double lamp wedding feast and has the grave secretly filled since the feast prevents him from leaving Tobias sends the angel Gabriel to recover his dad's money remember he does not understand but he's an angel. He still thinks that he's a cousin or a relative or somebody, maybe an uncle or something. After the feast, Tobias and Sarah return to Nineveh. And there, the angel Raphael tells the youth, to use the fish's gall, gallbladder, to cure his dad's blindness. The angel Raphael then reveals his identity and returns to heaven. And Tobit sings a hymn of praise. Amen. That's not witchcraft. He gives the glory to God. Amen. Tobit tells his son to leave Nineveh before God destroys it. Sounds familiar. Amen. Which is read Son and galore. Tobit tells his son to leave Nineveh before God destroys it, according to prophecy. It says, compare the book of Nathan that talks about the destruction of Nineveh. After the prayer, Tobit dies at an advanced age. And after burying his dad and mom, Tobias returns to Media with his family. Amen. Du, 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 du. Special announcement! Longer version of Tobit from Kodak Santa Cana's coming soon. Yay! Woo! Longer version of Tobit. Quite a bit longer. Much, much. Much, much, much longer version of Tovid than what we have right now in the AOB. Coming soon. Praise the Lord for this revelation. Amen. Praise God that he is revealing even more pages of the Bible that we did not know about. We've got to be willing to grow in Scripture. Amen. We've got to let the Bible expand, baby. Amen. We've got to grow this thing because God is still alive and God is still speaking. Amen. And for as long as we live, we've got to be willing to keep growing in the knowledge of the Lord. Amen. Now, this longer version of Tobit is found in that Codex Sinaiticus. But I have discovered in my research that there's actually quite a bit of reason to believe that the shorter version in the Codex Vaticanus is just a condensed version and not ever was the complete version. There's reason to believe why the Sennicottis version of Tobit is actually the true and complete version. It, it was just condensed down for whatever reason. So there's reason to believe that. Now, going back to, to the subject of angels appearing as humans, we have read about good angels appearing as humans. However, we know from the book of Revelation. That both of the popes, Pope Francis and Pope Benedict, as well as the president of Syria, Assad, we know from the book of Revelation, the Bible, from Scripture, that they are demons. Because John saw those spirits, those demons coming out from those people. Now, you could say, well, maybe that just means possessed, as the spirit is coming out. Maybe there are humans that are possessed. But that's not it, because, for example, it is actually well known in the Middle East that the word Asad is the name of a high archangel, very well known in the Middle East. He is the angel that witches. their spells in the name of Assad he is the witch of witch uh, the angel of witchcraft in the middle east so it's very clear with that knowledge with that information it is very clear that he's not just a human that's possessed but an actual demon we know also that the bible says that there would be Some kings and that one of those kings would come back in the end time so how can a king come back there's no such thing as reincarnation that we know of so and that's the way I'm going to word it whether you like it or not that we know of but if one of those angels come back I mean well angels even though it says kings one of them comes back, it's got to be in the form of an angel. If you look at Assad starting with the letter A, and Akakis, and Alexander the Great, Apollo, it, it, all these, and um, even Easter, really, if you spell it as S star. And uh, the other version of it with a A. Repeatedly, these different demons, or maybe the same demon, always starts, not always, but many times starts with the letter A. Is an attempt to claim the presidency. It is an attempt to claim the throne of God, the title of God, just like the word Theos originally only applied to the true God. But then men and women started claiming to be the Theos and eventually that word got applied the word all the false gods as well. So it is an attempt to steal the title of Theos and the title of Alpha by having the letter A in Apollo and Estar, which is Easter, and Assad and others. But from the book of Revelation and from the book of Daniel and from throughout the Bible, even Ezekiel, right? Yeah, where it talks about the king of Tyre. The king of Tyre, T Y R E. The king of Tyre appears to be a human figure, a leader of a town, and yet the Bible speaks of him as being the devil. So I believe that even the devil appears, and he does, which pope is it again? Francis. Francis. Appears in human form. So when you look at Ezekiel, talking about the king of Tyre, it's talking about the devil, but it's talking about a human that is on earth as a king, but it's talking about the devil. That's very, 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 very clear in Ezekiel. So there is a biblical proof that even fallen angels, even demons can appear as presidents, humans on this earth. And so that is the situation with Francis, Pope Francis, so-called Pope Francis as well. Amen. So even though we didn't turn to these pages, I've given you examples of biblical reference for fallen angels in Ezekiel and in Revelation 4 fallen angels appearing as humans. And then we also have the Nephilim, which is half human, half fallen angel, and that's biblical as well. So keep all this in mind, and then I did put a note in here saying that you might be able to see red in the eyes of angels or demons or perhaps even a flame of fire Or a red color, a red brightness, in the eyes of angels or demons, in the mirror, or in a glass reflection or a water reflection. So if you ever suspect, if you ever suspect, perhaps this person I'm talking to might be a demon, I'm not for sure whether this trick works with good angels or not. It might be both good and bad. It might be just the evil one. That if you can catch their reflection in a mirror or in the water or glass, somehow you catch their reflection and see if you can see red, supernaturally red, or flames of fire in their eyes. Now, if you think about it, both the good angels and the bad angels, both, they actually are fire. That's what they are. And we are too. But we can't see the fire In our eyes but in the angels eyes sometimes you might be able to see the fire and I don't know that this would work with every angel I don't know but I have heard that sometimes the angels or the demons have been revealed in that fashion that is what I've heard and it is what I believe I do believe it's true In at least some occasions. But I wouldn't trust it as being your only way of discerning. A greater and better way of discerning is the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost can give you discernment about angels. We need the greatest measure of the Holy Ghost. And the greatest measure of the Holy Ghost will give us discernment about good and bad spirits. And And the Holy Ghost doesn't only, not only help you to sing in tongues, speak in tongues and give prophecy and understand things, but also to be obedient to God and to resist sin and to grow in the measure of the Holy Ghost, to grow in the knowledge of God, to grow in the truth and when to keep your mouth shut And to be quiet and let others speak and be humble and be a servant to all people. Amen. We saw Abraham, who was a great man, and his nephew Lot be servants strangers we need to follow their example be servants to humanity but that doesn't mean that we should bow to evil We know that David refused to bow to evil we know that Abraham and Lot also they would have also refused to bow to evil amen even as Lot absolutely rejected the demand of the citizens of Sodom and Gomorrah to rape the strangers. They refused to just sit down and be quiet. They protected their friends, they protected the people that was under, under the roof of their house, they protected them, they stood their ground in protection. Which was a bold and courageous move, and we have to do that. Amen. Okay, and reminder of worship services next Saturday, the 14th, and then after that, on Monday, November 16th will be the ninth new moon special services. On Monday, November 16th will be the ninth. New moon. That means the first day of the month, and the Bible does command us to gather and worship on the first day of each month. That is not a Sabbath of rest, but it is a day of worship November sixteenth at seven o'clock in the morning, Eastern time, special services. Got anything else, Robert? Um, I think there was another example of angels appearing as humans in musical nine just after God shows him the Easter worship. Okay. So as he said, another example might be also in Ezekiel 9. There's probably other examples as well, and we don't have to point out every one of them. We've got enough weight of evidence, but there could be other examples as well. We definitely know it's real, it's true, it's very clear in the Bible, and I believe we're going to see whether we recognize them or not. I believe that some of you will see angels and not know it unless you discern it. And and they could be bad angels as well. We have to watch out for that too and be careful who that we associate with, who we allow within the congregation, who we allow to go with us, and who we allow to be friends. We have to be careful and exercise strong discernment. And everybody should be praying for God to give you greater, stronger discernment about people and spirits and situations. We should also pray for wisdom. Amen. Okay. Again, with the American elections. Biden has no right to declare himself as the winner of the elections and neither does the news media and not only NBC and Associated Press but now even Fox News and other news media all across the world is declaring that Biden has won the election when votes are still being counted and recounted and when the courts still have to decide this thing. They have no right to declare that Biden has won. This is attempted coup, and it is attempt at the destruction of America. And there are de- there are demons, in human form, that are behind this. Guarantee you, guarantee you. And we must stand our ground. Each person individually, to a different measure, and in a different way. That we all must stand our ground and you need to recognize that in my position of authority i must make bold proclamations and you might not always like everything i say and how i say it and what direction i go but i have that responsibility to make bold proclamations We have many different people on different levels of life that are listening to the broadcast and following the ministry, including soldiers and government officials. Absolutely. There are people that follow this ministry in one way or another who you have no knowledge of and whom, meaning, I have no knowledge of. This is a public ministry, and all of my posts are marked as publicly displayed. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Parler. We're on MeWe. We're across the Internet. Sermons are live. The sermons are recorded. All of this and more. It would be extremely ignorant to think that we know of each person that is watching and listening. And as the days continue and the months continue, it will be more and more important to exercise a very strong discernment about who you associate with, what you say, what you say in public, but I will have to be, even at the same time, more discerning, but also less careful because I have to make the public decorations. That is the responsibility of a public official. I have to make very bold decorations without fear of my life. God will protect me. Amen. Well, praise the Lord Jesus Christ for the revelations today. You have learned something. I have learned something. they are growing together as a body, as the bride of Christ. We are growing together, and we continue to grow. Amen. We praise the Lord Jesus Christ for the new information, the new knowledge, and the revelations revealed this day. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing, for what you've done, and for what you're going to do. We trust the path that you have given each one of us. And we pray that we will fulfill our role, our jobs, our duty, our fate, our destiny, that we'll fulfill it all for you, Father, as you have decimated us to do. In Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God.